Christmas has ever run. I mean that in the deepest and fullest sense of all the possibilities of all of the love of God. I am so grateful that in the midst of events like COVID, we get to have the reality of the birth of Christ, the love of God come to earth. We, we are confronted with the reality of of a savior and a salvation that more than answers all of our pain and all of our our hurting. And so I'm just delighted to to move into the second part of our our series called Leave the Dark and Light the Night. Last week we began at the beginning and that was that you've got to see the dark before you can leave it. You've got to acknowledge the reality of the broken and the empty And today I really want to call you into the possibilities of leaving and of not staying stuck where you are and of moving beyond the hopeless places, the lightless places. And and in some ways, I really don't think that I have to explain what the dark is in your life. You feel it. You know it. It's what hurts you. It's what what leads you to the places that that are, are, you know, hopeless, lightless, the places that make you feel like you don't want to live, the the alone, it it's all of the bad that is not God, and we don't have to stay there. I love the Word of God. I love the reality that into my existence, there is a supernatural revelation of a truth that is the foundation of my existence. I love that in every lost place that I I might live every sorrowful place, every sad place that that there is a word from God that speaks to me and calls me into the light of his love. And I am so grateful that in the night of our world, there is light. Hundreds of years before even Christ came, God spoke through his prophets. And into our dark world, God said to each one of us long before we were born, the truth of Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 and 2. And I want you to hear these words in faith and in a way that you let them apply to your moment now, your situation now, your marriage, your kids, your parents, your school. These words matter now. Arise, shine. For your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. And in these these words, there are echoes that explode in every direction. Truth that, that, that reverberates through all of eternity. Arise and shine for your light has come. It is, it is the prediction of the birth of Christ. The glory of the Lord rises upon you. It is the echo of the angels over the shepherds. It is the, 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 the echo of the star shining over Bethlehem. And, and then in verse 2, we are invited to see, to see the darkness, to acknowledge the reality of our need for a Savior and, and the call of the light into our, our dark. See, darkness covers the earth. And thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. The Lord rises upon you. Again, echoes in every direction um, and a nuance to the, to the, the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is, it is the glory of God's love, that dawning moment in your life when you, when you just consider the truth that maybe there is a God. 
And maybe this God is personal, and maybe he really did come in the person of Jesus Christ, and maybe love really has won and and beaten all of the hatred and the death and, and the cruelty of mankind in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In Isaiah 9-2, the scripture goes on to say, the people walking in darkness, who's that? It's you, it's me. They've seen a great light. And I'm just telling you, here's this profound description of our lives that that are supernaturally uh, planted by God in history past to change our history present. And over those living in the land of deep darkness, and as I said last week in the, the Hebrew, one of the first definitions of this word for deep darkness is death shadows. And aha, I have felt that. And if you haven't lived long enough to feel it, you will. And on those living in the land of of death shadows, a light shines over them. And in this picture, it is almost as though you and I are the shepherds once again. You and I are the wise men who have arrived at at the, the manger of Christ to see the Savior of the world born as the love of God. And we are there so that God can change us. And the purpose of this message today is to invite you to leave your darkness. So so there it is. You don't have to stay in the dark. Leave it. Arise. Shine. This call to arise means get up. Make a move. Don't stay stuck. Don't make excuses. So what's your darkness? Well, Gosh, it's anything, and, and it's, it's, you know what it is, but sometimes you got to be a little specific and surface it. It's there. It's in the basement like a radioactive, you know, 55-gallon drum of chemicals that's polluting your whole house. You're breathing it through every level of the house, but it's there in the basement under a blanket acting like it's not there. Your darkness is there in your life, and you got to pay attention and, and see where you're stuck. Darkness is past trauma and the familiar pain that, that both won't let go of you and then also, honestly, you won't let go of because it's such a familiar pain. It's, it's a pain that has wrapped itself around your, your soul. It, it has become an explanation for a lot of your living. It is a part of your story that, that you think you can't rise above. But this prediction of Christmas is a call to rise to recognize that over your life, in the present, there is a light that has pierced the darkness and it is the love of God in the person of Christ so that the glory of God literally is is a ray of light into your life to say, look up, to see my son, to see my love, to, to see the glory of your creation, look up and rise up. You don't have to stay in that old familiar pain. The darkness is hopelessness and fear and, oh my gosh, all the, you know, you know, all the interpretations of those things we have going on in our lives. The darkness is, is inflated egos and self-centered greatness, you know, the, the pumping up of our own egos because we don't know who we are in Christ. We, we have to make ourselves to be greater than the other people around us and, and that's just more of the darkness. Bitterness. Rage, anger, malice, lust. I mean, really, the list goes on and on. Every lie we love more than God is darkness. So I just 
want to remind you this Christmas season of the foundation that will lead us to recognize our hope. So the truth is our world is dying in the dark. But you don't have to be dying in the dark. Christmas has come. So, so let me review. This is really important because some of you are thinking, you know, well, I'm not in the dark. I'm fine. No, 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 no. What do you have to do to be in the dark in this world? Be born. The scripture says the, the darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over all the people. So when you were born, you were born into darkness. You were born into a world in the dark, living without God, separate from God. And, and you were born into a world that had death shadows already, you know, over it before you ever had a conscious thought or spoke a, a clear word. So you're in the dark. Uh, it's just a question of whether you see it or not. And then what do you have to do to be in the dark? Well, you have to continue to choose the shadows of death over the light of Christ. That'll keep you in the dark now and forevermore. The reality is that at different levels of awareness and consciousness and intelligence and honesty and reality, we perceive the dark and we recognize the dark and the incompleteness of this world and we respond to that. And the reality is that most of us live in our own false light. And so I want to introduce you to the concept of, of not just light, but false light. Light that isn't light. Light that, that is darkness disguised. Light that, that does not illuminate, but obscures. Light that, that does not reveal truth, but furthers lies. And, and most of us, in response to our pain, our trauma, our need, uh, our dreams, we, we create our own life, we, light. We work really, really hard to to achieve what we want to achieve, to be where we want to be, to, uh, to overcome these, these circumstances and these pains and these traumas. We do this in our own strength and our own effort. And all of this is what the Bible describes as lighting our own fires in the dark. In Isaiah chapter 50, verses 10 and 11, I really want to encourage you to read these verses because they're pretty amazing. Um, and they're amazing on two fronts. The verse 10 is another message all on its own. And we'll, we'll do that another day. But, but here's what it says. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the word of his servant? Who is his servant? Jesus. Let the one who walks in the dark, who has no light, that's all of us, trust in the name of the Lord and rely on their God. Listen to verse 11. Because most of us live in our own false light. But now, all you who light fires and provide yourselves with flaming torches, go and walk in the light of your fires and the torches that you have set ablaze. And this is what you will receive from me, says the Lord. You will lie down in torment. Oh my gosh. This this verse is just a powerful rejection of self-salvation. It is a powerful rejection of us continuing what got us out of Eden in the first place, and that is thinking that we know better than God, that we can live our lives without a, without a beautiful and, and, and loving dependency on Him, that, that in us we are, we are self-sufficient and able 
to navigate our way through, through life. And what a, what a delusion it is to think that you and I can navigate our way through life when life ends in death. Can you navigate your way through death? How will you handle eternity without, without the help of God? And the other amazing thing in the first part of this verse, which is so counterintuitive, it says that, that, those, that the one who walks in the dark and who has no light, trust in the name of the Lord. And so there's this, this call to a faith that sees even when it can't see and trusts even when, when it, it, it doesn't, you know, experience. And this is the path of salvation in Christ. So our world is dying in the dark. And in response to that, most of us live in our own false light. And the healthier that you become, the more you will move away from that and, and you will identify the falseness of your own light and be aware of your own attempts to save yourself, to fix others or control situations or to, um, you know, to, to make things better in the way that you see fit. False light? It's anything or anyone we turn to in hope, but that isn't Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ is our only hope according to Christmas. John 8.12 says this. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. But will have the light of life. I can remember when I, I first experienced um, just the hopelessness of, of the darkness of the world and my own dark and the futility of the fact that I couldn't fix it. I can't fix things. I can't make things right on my own. And it began to dawn on me these words of Jesus. What if it's true? What if Jesus Christ is not some stained glass religious fixture? He's, he's not a, a curse word that that, that people use um, so, so flippantly. He's, what if Jesus Christ is who he said he is? What if he's hope? What if he can end my darkness? What if he can show me the way and show me how to live? What if, what if I'm not hopeless? What if, what if there's a way forward? What if he can save me to the uttermost and, and lead me through all of life and through life, not around it, but with all of its, its experiences and its passions and its pains and its hurts and its joys and its discoveries and its growth? What if Jesus can lead me through all of that in his light and I never have to, to be overcome with the hopelessness of it all in this broken world, but I can have the joy of his love and his light real in my life? And I gave my life to Christ and I, I chose to follow him instead of following myself. And nothing's ever been the same in my life. I'm, I am not perfect and I have tripped and, and fallen and stumbled. And every day I need to wake up and, and, and start over in, in my journey. But Jesus Christ is my life. And if you want to know joy, and if you want to know love, and if you want to know hope, then 
then let him become your life too. You don't have to do this on your own. This isn't about you being good enough and, and you lighting enough uh, you know, light and enough fires and enough torches um, and, and doing enough good things so that you can be worthy of salvation. No, no, no. Christ has come into the world because God is love. So I just want to challenge you and close with this today. Leave your dark for the love of the light. Leave your dark. You don't have to stay here. You, you can, and many of us will. And the trouble with that move is not only will we stay in the dark needlessly in agony and pain, but we're going to bring a lot of other people down with us. But I'm telling you today that because of Jesus, because of Christmas, because of the glory of God that, that shone over shepherds and, and because of the glory of God that, that brilliantly lit the night and, and, and showed these magi the way to life in Jesus Christ, because of all of that, we can leave our past. We can leave our sad stories. We can leave our traumas. We can leave the lies that have bound us. We can leave the sin that entangles us. We can leave the dark. You don't have to live there. And we leave for the love of the light. Now, when I say for the love of the light, I, I want to be very careful here because some of us in our pride and ego will We'll start lighting religious torches now and try to earn our way to, to wholeness again. When I say leave for the love of the light, I'm not saying that in the power of your own love for God, you can find your way forward because you can't. The truth is, your love of God can't save you in a sense, but your love of His love of you can save you. In other words, it's, it's not about you and your efforts. It's about his and his actions. And, and our response to his actions is our leaving. But it's, but it's our response to his love that is the love that begins to illuminate our lives. Arise. Wait a minute. That one word is your daily call to glory. That one word is the key to unlock your cell. That one word is the transforming word that, that takes your life from dull and dreary to adventure and, and joy. That one word is your call to courage and boldness and joy and, and to get into the fight and to, and to fight the good fight of love and, and, and hope and passion and strength. It's your call to find your spine and to discover your, 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 your created purpose in life. You can arise because why? Your light has come. Not what you do or what you can earn, but, but your recognition of the darkness around you and, and the arrival of your light, your glorious Savior has moved hell out of the way to be near you and to lead you to heaven. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And next week, we're going to talk about that second move of leaving the dark to be the light. That's what the shine part means. But the glory of the Lord rises on you. Glory is not a word we use much in, in these days. It is, but it is a very modern word. I, I want you to know that, that, that honesty, 
uh, honestly, that glory is woven into your DNA. You were created in glory. You were created by glory, the glory of God, a God who does all things well and who looked upon all that he'd created and said that it was good. You were created as God's glory. And we lost it in, in our rebellion, in our sin, in our rejection. And now love has come into our darkness and shone over us. And the glory of God in Christ is, is in your life and you can respond to it. Darkness may cover your world and, and it may be so thick that you cannot see your way forward, but, but the Lord rises upon you. His name is Jesus. And the scripture says, everyone who calls on his name will be saved. It's, it's not easy, but it also isn't so hard that you can't do it. All you have to do is believe this mystery of faith, of trust, of, of daring to believe that what God said is true, that what Jesus did is real on the cross, and that the glory of the Lord truly has, has shown on you. There's hope for your life. There's so much more hope for your life than you could ever imagine. It, it would be like you trying to be thirsty at the bottom of Niagara Falls. You can't do it. It is just this, this everlasting flow of the love and the glory of God and it's over your life and all you have to do is trust love. Leave your love, leave your dark for the light of, of, of God's love. His glory has appeared over you. You say, Pastor Drew, it hasn't appeared over me. Yes, it has. Christmas has happened. You've heard about Jesus. You know what the truth is. It, it is there it's just a question now of what you love and what you will believe. Glory is the dust of our creation, the desire of our souls. Everything inside of you wants to return to the glory of your creation. And you can now through faith in Jesus Christ. In Christ, the glory's return to lead us home. You are loved. In fact, you are the beloved of God, the offspring of eternity, if you want to be. And, and the scripture says, this, this is love in 1 John 4.10. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and, and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That's, that's the, the love of the light that I can leave the dark for, that there was a God who, who acted on my behalf and, and, and brilliantly shone his beautiful, warm light on my life. And, and now I have hope. Uh, John 3, 1 says this, Behold what manner of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called the children of God. And that is what we are. And the reason the world doesn't know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we now are children of God and what we will be has not yet been perceived or you know, we can't quite even grasp the glory that is ahead of us. But we know that when Christ appears, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope purifies himself just as Christ is pure. We don't continue to dabble in the dark and, and play with the dark and, and play with the poison that is, that is the insanity of sin. No, we leave the dark for good. We follow Jesus for life and for the love of the light that has shone into our lives, we we give everything and our all. Ultimately, our choice to die in the dark or live in the light 
comes down to love. John 3.19 says this, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world and not just other people's world, your world, your family, your circumstances, your past, your present, and your future. The glory of the Lord has shone down into to your, your life. But people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. We're all going to live from what we love. The world's dark or Christ's light. So let me ask you, are you in the light? Are you saved? Have you been born again? Have you ever made the decision to leave your dark, to follow Christ's light, to give Jesus Christ the leadership of your life, to ask for his forgiveness, to call on his name, and then to commit to follow him for the rest of your life. Are you in the dark or has your life been transformed and changed through a radical focus on Jesus Christ? Put another way, is the story of Jesus the center of your living? Guys, it can be. And I'm asking you today to leave your dark and to enter into life in the footsteps of Jesus. I am the light of the world, Jesus said. Whoever follows me, and that's the key word. It's not about being, quote, a Christian. It's not about church. It's not about anything. It's about a a whole life turning away from darkness and, and, and false light of our own efforts to follow Jesus consciously and intentionally and, and, and continuously and boldly and fiercely and to walk in the light of his life. You, you can do that with a simple prayer of calling on his name. For those of you who've begun that journey but are still stuck in, in some ways in the dark, I just want to leave you with this and just to say, what are the specific areas of the world's darkness that you need to leave to live love, to be in Christ's light. We're never stuck unless we want to be, ever. And in Christmas, the glory of love, it's all around you. And it's shining relentlessly down on you. And all we have to do is to look up And then choose to rise up in love and for love for the rest of our days and into eternity. This, this is the joy of Christmas.